So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to No Pills, No Hunger. I'm Robin Wong. So glad you're here. This is episode number 206. I hope you're having a super great day. Thank you for joining me. I so appreciate your time. And let's see, what is going on? So many things, so many things going on. I um, am going to be doing a cooking demo for my group this weekend, which I always look forward to. We try to do one cook and chat once a month, which is really fun. Uh, and, uh, you know, it can go well or it cannot. You just quite never know. Uh, other things going on uh, in our business that uh, we have some things happening that's pretty exciting. A little revamping, and uh, yeah, just finding we're learning as time goes on, we learn more and more how to um, best help you know our, our clients, and so that's always exciting. And with that in mind, uh, I recently had somebody ask me about my top tips for reversing uh, type 2 diabetes, and I'm like, huh, what are some of my top tips, you know? Um, and so I started thinking about it, and I wrote them down, and I thought I would share them with you uh, because you might find some of these things helpful. Now, most of these, um, you know, are more of a, for like my clients, they're already doing um, a, a lot of the dietary changes, okay? And, um, you know, they're already revamping most of their meals and that sort of thing. And so we then move into... You know, we kind of do that the first part of the program. And I don't know, for those of you that are new to me, I run a 12-week program called Reverse Diabetes Method. And uh, and where, you know, we really reverse your diabetes and get you off meds. It's pretty exciting. It's different for everybody. Everybody goes, some go faster, some go slower. Some, uh, you know, uh, you have had diabetes longer, so it might take a little, you know, a little more time where they're pre-diabetes, so you don't see as big of jumps, but as quickly. Uh, but whatever the case is, you know, we see really phenomenal results, which is super exciting. Uh, and uh, yeah, just super exciting. I don't know how else to say it. People get back their lives. But, you know, so so what happens is that the first four weeks or so, they really focus on what they're eating. And then we kind of look at the other um, factors that affect your blood sugar. Because believe it or not, there's quite a few. Uh, sleep and stress and movement and hydration and, you know, all of those things come into it. And so as they're going through the process, we're always trying to fine tune because diabetes, while it's so complicated and life will approach it as a one size fits all, it's really not. Uh, your particular journey to end with diabetes might be very different and, you know, than someone else's. And so 
what works for you might not work well for the next person, right? And this comes down to food choice as well. So what are my top 10 tips, right? That I see help people, um, women in particular, that's what I mainly work with, uh, really be able to reverse their type two diabetes, okay? And the first one is, you know, we wanna focus more on your post-meal blood sugars over your fasting blood sugars. And I know everyone wants to focus on fasting um, and, and it's a good indicator, it is. But sometimes when they, the number's not where they want it to be, it actually causes them more stress. And we don't want you to stress out or have anxiety or get you know worked up over it when it's just a number. It's just, um, you know, and this really happens when they think they've been doing everything well um, and the numbers are still high. And that's really frustrating for them and almost defeating. And so then they have the what the heck effect and they eat everything you know, that they, they've been trying not to eat or eat less of. And so it's, it's so, you know, I would, what I really like to see happen is, you know, you're looking at some, some of your post-meal uh, numbers, okay? Those post-meal blood sugars actually tells you how well your body's processing carbohydrates. Now, if you're not eating carbohydrates, your, your numbers are probably lower but you're not actually addressing your insulin resistance, right? And so when you're trying to reverse diabetes, uh, we wanna look for improvement um, in your body's carbohydrate uh, tolerance because honestly, insulin resistance is like a carbohydrate intolerance, okay? So, you know, this, you know, so when you're looking at your postprandial, the one to two hours after you've eaten, that's, you know, what your blood sugars are doing then, this means, you know, if they're in a, a safer zone, this means that your body is actually reversing its insulin resistance. And that's the root cause of your numbers, okay? The root cause of your diabetes, and that's where we wanna go. And so everyone, some doctors will set it differently. Uh, sometimes, you know, the number is 180, okay? They don't want you to go, you know, you wanna stay un, at or one, under 180 postprandial, you know, after you've eaten, okay? And so if you're above that, you have some work to do, right? And and just know that yeah, that means your insulin resistance is probably pretty high. And so you want to start working on you know ways that I've discussed over and over in this podcast about how to do that by reducing saturated fats. Okay. Uh, the second tip I have is you know maybe if your numbers are kind of wonky um, in the morning, try switching from uh, to tea from coffee. All right, and that might be something that is a is a you can tweak and see what it does because there is research that actually shows that coffee sometimes actually increases people's blood sugar in the morning, and this may apply to you or it may not. Okay, this is where it becomes this you know what is your body? How is your body going to react? Either way, if you suspect coffee is what's causing high blood sugars numbers in the morning you can try switching to black tea or green tea instead. And studies have actually shown that, you know, green tea especially can possibly help lower blood sugar as well. Now, this is not something you're gonna eat everything you want and then try switching to green tea. It's, they go together, right? And you're already doing, uh, you know, eating the foods that are gonna help you reduce your insulin resistance. This might be another thing you do, you add to it to kind of fine tune, okay? Uh, the third tip I had was 
to eat consistent meals. And this is really, really hard, really hard for so many people, um, you know, especially women who are trying to lose weight and have been dieting and they're really freaked out about their numbers because every time they eat, they're going to spike up, right? And if you have a baseline that's high, spiking it up is even more frustrating. But, you know, just know that this consist your body has like a, a clock, a, a circadian rhythm and kind of a biological clock, right? And study shows that consistent meal times is really conducive to more balanced blood sugar. And so, and this is even true if you don't have diabetes, um, it, inconsistent meal times can sometimes cause a blood sugar imbalance. So try following a, an eating schedule, but you also wanna listen to kind of your body's hunger and fullness signals at the same time. So, because some days we're hungrier than others, and so if you're, if you're telling yourself, I'm, okay, I'm going to eat at eight and noon and five, um, but in between those time periods, you're actually hungry, um, have, have something to eat, okay? And so there's no reason to be hungry and, um, you know, but just try to get those main meals in and, you know, so that, you know, you are eating consistently throughout the day. It's sort of like putting gas in your car to make it run. You know, you don't want to go big, like long periods of time without fueling your body. Okay, you just don't. And so, you know, that's true if you have diabetes, if you don't have diabetes. Okay, and so does it mean you have to eat a ton? Uh, no, kind of listen to your hunger and, and fuel your body. Because some days, like I said, you're hungrier than others. Maybe you exercised more. Maybe, you know, just you didn't get enough calories the day before, whatever the case may be. Okay, just be aware of that. And so that consistent meal time is. Because for, so what I see happen the most with my clients is that they get busy and they forget to eat. You know, they get engrossed in what they're doing or they're working. It's not a good work, you know, time to eat or they don't have time to really eat a meal. So they either eat very little or they, you know, skip the meal altogether. And we want to avoid that. Okay. The fourth tip I had was really focus on reversing your insulin resistance, the root cause of diabetes, rather than your numbers, okay? A lot of times people are really scared uh, to eat healthier carbs, um, like brown rice or, you know, beans, right? Or oranges, because they're gonna spike your blood sugar. And, you know, and so they don't wanna go there because they've been so taught, don't, you know, don't spike your numbers, which we don't want them to spike. And, but just know that initially people do experience a bit of blood sugar spiking when they start out, you know, definitely adding carbohydrates, you know, in, back into their diet because their body is still very insulin resistant. Okay, carbohydrate intolerant. And so, is the more you eat, um, you know, whole unprocessed foods, you know, more of the foods that are legumes and fruits and vegetables and whole grains, right? Some nuts and seeds. And the more you reduce those foods that have the saturated fats in them, you know, you're going to help your body decrease your insulin resistance and increase your carbohydrate tolerance. And so, you know, so what you'll see happening as a result of doing this is that your blood sugars and your A1Cs will really come down into that health, healthy level again. So focus on the big picture. Um, you know, so often uh, I, I've had clients that don't want to eat potatoes, don't want to eat any sort of, 
know, harm uh, in quotes because they're afraid it's going to spike them. And yeah, it probably will because you're at the highest level of insulin resistance. But if you're working really hard to lower your insulin resistance, that's going to improve. The spikes are going to improve. Okay. So just like you said, focus on the big picture. Okay. Trust the process. Uh, the fifth tip I had was, you know, snack on lower glycemic fruits. And, you know, in between meals, snack uh, fruits are a great snack to have. Um, and, you know, they're so often people say, what's a good snack for reversing diabetes? And it's like fruits, they really are. But yet you've been so told to avoid fruit because it has sugar in it, right? Sugar. And you want, you have high sugar, blood sugar. So you want not to eat anything with sugar. Well, so much fruit brings so much to the table. Um, and, you know, but and if you're first starting out, some fruits might be too high uh, on the glycemic index and, will, and it will likely spike you. So maybe start out with um, the lower glycemic fruits like berries and pears and apples, you know, and keep the skins on those, okay? Um, you know, peaches and nectarines and, and plums, right? Some of those stone fruits as well, um, because they will, you know, once you start to reverse your insulin resistance, um, then you can start adding in maybe the higher glycemic fruits like uh, pineapples and mangoes and watermelon. Does it mean you can never eat them? No, I mean, it just, you, you might spike more with them. And so don't avoid fruits. Fruits are really a good thing to add and they're really great for snacks, okay? The sixth tip I had was exercise 20 minutes or so after meals, after meals, okay? Just because you did it once, I mean, you can't do it again. So maybe you go out for a 15, 20 minute walk after breakfast, maybe you do it again after lunch, maybe you do it after dinner. All right, a light walk, uh, even if you're doing casual dancing or maybe walking up and down the stairs uh, can, you know, for 15 or 20 minutes can really help you greatly um, reduce that um, post-meal rise in blood sugars, okay? And the good news is, you know, that, that lowering of blood sugars will actually, that effect will last for a couple hours. Okay, so it's really beneficial that people underestimate. I think they have to go work out. No, just go out and move your body. Go out and walk. Go out and walk for a little bit after you've eaten. Um, it's really very enjoyable, especially this time of year for most of us. We're, you know, enjoying um, summertime. All right, the seventh thing was cut out the dairy. Okay, I know this is so hard for so many people, but dairy is one of the highest sources of fat in your diet. Okay, reducing your fat intake greatly helps you reverse your insulin resistance and increase your carbohydrate tolerance, okay? So if you're not ready to cut it out yet, and I just talked to somebody this week that was like, no, I'm not sure I can do that. It's okay. It's way okay. But maybe try having it only on the weekends um, or phase it out a little each day or find those foods that you really enjoy having that, that dairy on. Maybe it's a dollop of sour cream on your baked potato. Maybe you get rid of the butter and just keep a smaller amount of the sour cream. Whatever it is, you know, there's always ways you can reduce, which is a positive thing. And, you know, maybe you enjoy your sandwich, but you can keep the cheese off of it. Okay, so start looking at things like that. You can definitely start making those adjustments to really start getting some of that those dairy products out. 
um, of your of your diet. Okay. The eighth thing was create a healthy sleep schedule. This is really sleep is so crucial in helping you balance your blood sugars. Okay. You need at least seven to eight hours of sleep every night. Okay, seven to eight hours. As Americans, and we're, we're chronically sleep deprived. So really prioritize your sleep and you'll see really good results in both your blood sugars and your energy. And sometimes um, there's been a lot of research around um, you know, weight and, and sleep habits as well. So, you know, just sleep is, think about it. When you sleep, your body's repairing. Um, everything that, you know, it's, it's doing a lot of work when you're sleeping. So give it that time, you know, help it out um, for sure. So you might have to, a lot of people tell me they don't have good sleep. So look first at what are, what are your, um, what is your routine around sleep? Do you fall in front of the, the TV or are you going through routine of maybe taking a hot shower or maybe reading or knitting or um, you know, just some quiet time, getting off all the screens, uh, really, you know, having some chamomile tea. What is your routine around setting yourself up for sleep that's going to help you reach that goal of sound sleep for seven to eight hours? So really look at that. The ninth tip I had was just don't focus on numbers so much, okay? So many people focus on the numbers, which is it's not a bad thing. This is a good indicator. Um, but, and sometimes people are motivated um, as they see their blood sugar numbers start to come down. However, you know, don't just focus on the numbers, focus on how you feel. Really, that's, you know, how you're feeling is such a good uh, indicator of what's going on as well. So, you know, focus on your energy. How much energy are you having? How, what does your energy feel like after certain meals? How are your clothes fitting you? Are they feeling a little bit looser? How is your skin looking? Is it clearing up? Is it radiating health? Uh, are your nails and hair growing better, right? So those are some of the, the, the uh, factors that I think indicate health and how you're doing that's different than just a number, okay? So and it's very subjective. Numbers are hard. I mean, you can, they're definitely a measure but just know that there's so many other ways you can measure your progress that aren't having to do with your, your actual blood sugars, okay? And so just you know, focus on some of those other wins and victories. They're as motivating as um, other things. You know, I hear of my clients all the time that how much better they feel, how much better their food tastes as they start modifying um, their recipes and their food choices and how they don't have that sluggish feeling after eating like they used to. And so that, that's a huge win, right? If you can eat and feel energized, that's a huge win, okay? And the last tip I had, number 10, was work on your mindset. Um, this, I would say, is one of the most important things and yet the most overlooked. Uh, you know, reversing diabetes and changing your lifestyle it's not for the faint of heart. It is not. You need to have grit. You need to have commitment. You need to really um, believe in yourself. And because you need to decide every single day, um, every meal, in fact, that you want to get rid of your diabetes. 
Okay, you have to recommit to the to this every time, every day you wake up, because there's going to be obstacles that come up. And so just know that what you're trying to do, and I tell my clients this all the time, what we're doing in my program is really it's life changing. And you know, it's 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 not easy, but it's completely doable. And especially if you have support and mentoring, it's even easier because on those hard days, you have somebody to really help you along and commiserate and say, okay, maybe try this. I, I recently saw someone post in our private Facebook group that I'm out of ideas for foods. You know, I'm just tired of my same food. I'm out of ideas. And everybody in the group started like giving their ideas because we've all been there. We've all been there. And it's like, oh, I really like this. I've tried this. And so it really got that, that particular person going again. I was like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, oh, I could do that. Oh, I had that in my refrigerator. And it got them motivated again to really understand that A, everyone goes through that slump. And B, she has some really great ideas to go and try right then. And so it was really um, awesome. So having that support system is, is really important. Because like I said, you know, you know, this is a journey and it's not an easy, it's going to be bumpy, but it's completely doable and your health is worth it. Your health is worth it. So and sometimes it helps to write down in a journal, you know, why, why you want to reverse your type two diabetes and get off those medications and remember that on those hard times. And so this, I do this with my clients. So I'll get a text every so often. Oh my gosh, you know, this happened or that happened. It's like, okay, remember why we're doing this? And then they'll, they'll go back to that. And I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, and I like how I'm feeling, and I like how my numbers are coming down, and I like that I reduce my medications. It makes it very, it makes it way easier to recommit to this this journey. Okay, so I hope these tips help you. I hope it gives you motivation. I hope it gives you some concrete um, techniques that you can do, uh, and and get on it, get going on it. Okay, uh, there's no why are you waiting, you know, and uh, just do it. Get to it. All right. All right, everyone. If you want to find me, you can uh, reach out to me. You can find me on Facebook, Nutrition with Robin. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, you can email me at robin at nutritionwithrobinrdn.com. I love getting your emails. Uh, and uh, yeah, get on it. Your, your health, your body is depending on you. Okay, it is. All right. Bye, everyone. Have a good day. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well and you can show them you care about their health by sharing the, these messages. Wanna start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast since morning habits are the easiest to build. That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide, or click the link for Three Breakfasts to, breakfast to Lower Blood Sugar in the show notes. Thanks again, and see you in the next episode.